Welcome everyone to yet another episode of Thoughtful Thursdays. I am here with Shrivats with me and today we are going to talk about something that he is very passionate about. Um and he did it multiple times in the past and that is how can we nail interviews? How do you identify the right guests for your content? And how do you create content through the interviews and how do you make sure that the interviews turn out really well? So so Shrivats let's just get into it because this is a subject that I have never personally experienced like I talk to people to write content for them but I've never really done interview as a format I mean of course for the podcast I do uh, interviews but not written form uh, of interviews so it's it's like a it's like a it's like a good episode for me to learn as well as because I also want to learn how to do good interviews for my podcast as well and also you know what goes into writing a good con- piece of content uh, when you do interview so what do you what goes into nailing interviews how do you first find the right guests and how do you tell their stories effectively right i think when it comes to finding the right guests the most important aspect is to first understand the purpose of your content because when you understand what you're trying to say then you can narrow down a list of people who can give you that perspective because whether we like it or not whether you're doing journalism or doing content for a business pr advertising whatever it is you are telling a story you're telling a perspective it's a little hard to be neutral when that's the situation right so you've got to just embrace that and then accept that okay so i need to tell this perspective who here can tell that perspective alternative some people might mm-hmm. say okay i want this perspective challenged so who here can talk to me about challenging that perspective or give me an entirely different side of the coin so you need to first mm-hmm. understand that and then when you do that you will find that there are a lot of people out there who can who you can talk to it's just a matter of hitting them up on social media or if you have the numbers calling them and and talking to them and again on this thing i i would like to go back to vox because uh, vox has this podcast called today explain where mm-hmm. uh, you know every day they have one topic and they just talk about one topic for about 15 20 minutes like the story mm-hmm. of the day and what i love about today explain is the fact that they really really nail their guests everyone who comes on is somebody who has got extensive experience in that very particular niche it's not just a topic at large but in the niche so i feel like that's something worth uh, taking back so for all of our listeners i would really recommend listening to a couple of episodes of today explained because that will help you understand what kind of person you need to get on for your interview to help you tell your story you, you talked about uh, in listening right so clearly mm-hmm. if you want to tell a story you know what you're going to tell but it's always worth listening to what the other person has to say because their perspective like i said if you want to challenge the perspective that's all the more important but even if you want your perspective to be told it's important that you listen to them because they might give you an insight that you would have never otherwise had so a uh, good thing like i was always taught is that you've been given two ears and one mouth so when someone else is talking you should shut up and let them talk yeah but one thing that i've um, um, uh, realized is when you uh, when you're doing interviews um, most of the times a person goes on and on you know the, i mean most people let's say if you're interviewing a normal person let's say you're interviewing a person who hasn't been interviewed before but they have a nice story to tell what happens is they are not used to the format of an interview and once um they start going and there are many trails of thoughts that they go to you know they pick up something and then from there they move on to something else and then they go on to something else so in situations like these i mean whatever information they are giving it's important but which leads do you catch on to and which leads do you not catch on to how do you bring them back to the structure that you want uh, in your particular piece how do you make that judgment 
um to do that i would always recommend doing a pre interview it doesn't matter if it's a story mm-hmm. on a deadline or something you have time with always call the person and do a pre interview first it serves two purposes mm-hmm. one is it allows you to understand what kind of person they are are they someone who's just going to keep rambling on continuously or are they someone who's very short and to the point and two it also helps you kind of inform them what the topic of the interview will be what are the points to focus on so again i do this a lot with my podcasting as well harshit because a lot of people i talk to are people who've never been interviewed right uh, they're doing mm-hmm. this for the first time they have no clue how it works that's why i spend 15 20 minutes on a call with them and kind of walk them through the process i tell them this is what's going to happen this is what's expected of you these are the points we'd like to discuss and since the podcast is something that i have time with i always give them a script beforehand that mm-hmm. way it helps them also focus their train of thought and it helps them jot down okay this is how i'm going to respond to this question this is my answer for that things like that that works really well if you've got time on your hands even if you don't have time like i know journalism a lot of it is on the spot uh, moments you've got to quickly do stuff it's always worth taking two or three minutes out beforehand to tell them okay this is what i'm going to talk about these are the questions i'm going to ask these are the answers i expect anything else you have to add at the end of this if you can add that would be great So what happens is you set the expectation very clearly, and when you do that, even if it's an on-the-spot interview, at least people have a sense of that. Okay, I know what I have to do, and that helps cut down the, on the rambling. It doesn't stop it. Obviously, people who love to talk are just going to keep talking anyway. But you can at least help limit and control that at the outset, and then while the interview is happening, it's up to you as the interviewer to know when to cut in and tell them, okay, I've got enough, and you have to be very subtle about it. So one way I love to do this is when somebody says something interesting, I would cut them off in between and say, "Okay, I really love that. Can you tell me more about that?" Or I would challenge what they just said, because then you cut off the train of thought instantly. It's not rude, right? It doesn't appear that you're trying to stop them because you don't have the time or whatever it is. It just appears as if you had something very interesting that they said and you wanted to pick up on that. So it's a subtle way. It's something that you can do with a lot of practice, but not very easy. but if you do pick it up it's a fantastic way of cutting people off yeah and when you said that i i was reminded of um, uh, one particular person is a really good friend of mine his name is vishal krishna um so he's he used to be a business journalist he has worked in publications like pw uh, business world business today and uh, things like that and he was one of the founding members of your story uh, and now he runs his own podcast called the upstream life um and he's a great conversationalist he has over 15 years of experience more i think over 20 years of experience in journalism he has spoken to the biggest ceos that you can think of and there's this extremely interesting way in which he leads the conversations right so one mm-hmm. one uh, particular way that he does it is i was seeing him interview this woman entrepreneur right and she was saying um the impact that her program has had on 20 million um women entrepreneurs and mm-hmm. that was an extremely interesting number for him and he, the way he led that conversation is he repeated what she just said he said wait you said 20 million she said yeah i said 20 million okay so 20 million uh, women entrepreneurs you have uh, you have impacted so how have you impacted this 20 million entrepreneurs and that's how we led the entire conversation to talk purely on the impact he just took that particular 20 million number and then the entire conversation was on impact and if he wouldn't have done that the conversation would have gone in multiple different ways the conversation would have gone to how she started the business or uh, you know how what was the rational behind it what is the value and when the conversation dissipates into different aspects 
you know the the content piece that that comes out is not very impactful but he understood he listened carefully for that 20 million figure and he understood right there that that's my story and then he led the entire story to talk about that impact so i think butting in um sometimes is considered as rude but butting in at the right moment and that you only un- understand when you're listening when you butt in at the right moment and you catch that particular lead you know you have the story and sometimes you go wrong sometimes they go to different um avenues but that's okay i think the best thing to do while doing the interviews is not just taking down notes on what they're saying but also taking down notes on particular leads that you can harp on to you harp on to one particular lead it goes to in, in some direction you don't find a story there harp on to another lead that they mentioned sometime else and then go go over there and see if the story uh, reaches there and all that comes from active listening and i agree that um it's it's a practice that you have to do but the next thing that i wanted to ask you specifically is you know people say everyone has a story to tell right but there are some stories that um are not very interesting to be told so how do you decide which story to tell and which story um doesn't need to be told okay it just goes back to what i was saying at the first you know about finding the right person to talk to so that's a self judgment that people need to make uh, or alternatively it's a judgment by the company or the group you work for right um but end of the day what you need to understand is that yeah everyone has a story to be told that they want out there um it's just up to you as an individual as the interviewer to decide which story fits the larger story i am trying to tell right for example back in the uk i did this one piece uh, on the effect of brexit on the local business community i was working for a small local paper called jasmine local and the idea was i wanted to go talk to local businesses and understand how brexit was going to impact them even though brexit hadn't formally started yet we were just under the process of uh, negotiating with the eu what the terms of leaving would be mm-hmm. so i went into the community and i went, and jasmine is quite a big community for businesses you've got a lot of independent stores at from retail to cafes and you know small eateries and mm-hmm. even businesses like there was a drapery store a carpet store things like that So I went and talked to I think 15 20 people there. I just walked into their uh, uh, buildings one by one and said, "Hey, I'm doing this this this. Can I talk to you?" So I knew my larger story was that I wanted to know what the effect of Brexit was on this very small community in this very small part of England that otherwise people outside of Newcastle would not know existed. Mhm. So once I knew that was my story and I went and talked to these people, I automatically was able to filter which of these people had a story to tell. because i knew a couple of people when i started talking to them said oh yeah my business this is the impacts and all that and i found some very interesting stories there but then there were a few other people who were then just complaining about the fact that oh, i didn't vote for brexit this is not what i expected or people who would did vote for brexit they said this is not what i wanted i voted for this thing so clearly they were not trying to fit my story right they had a perspective they had a story of brexit but it was not what was fitting my larger story so i said okay thanks for your time i just didn't feature them you know so that's something that you just got to learn on the fly you got to learn with experience there's no harm in talking to people you can talk to 20 different people for one story but end of the day the five or six interviews you feature in your story should be the ones that fit your larger story the larger narrative i i really like the fact that you just brought in um the fact that you know there are some stories that you tell that fit into your larger narrative right so let's say you have interviewed around 20 25 guests now uh, 20 25 people right how do you then go and weave that story uh, let's say you have 
you have a lot of material you have gone for that entire day gone to different shops have a, have an array of uh, opinions some might be the same some might be the different some might be different some might be interesting how do you go about weaving that story together then how do you how do you make an entire piece out of it because it's a very difficult task to do you know there are so many different perspectives if you start from one perspective your story might get different if you start from another perspective your story might become different so how yeah. do you weave that story after you have done your days of interviewing right so there are two ways to do this the thing is with interviews like i said they give you multiple perspectives right and you are right to point out that you can go on 20 different tangents so there are two ways that i think work one is you write your story then you fit the interviews in right so you give your story a skeleton a structure you talk hey, this is my opening paragraph this is the second point i'm going to talk about the third fourth fifth point you first do that and then you see okay which of these interviews can i fit into this paragraph because they reflect the point that i'm trying to make now that's what i prefer to do because one is it's easier for me and two is it also gives me a very focused mentality on okay this is my story i'm not wavering from that so i'm going to stick to this now the other side of the coin is to just pick out the really really good bits of the interviews first put them on the paper and then weave a story around the quotes now that's a lot more complicated i will admit it takes a lot of experience to do that but that can also be a very interesting result because then your story is focused around the people you talk to around their quotes and around their emotions and feelings which is again a very good format for a story right but it takes a lot of experience to get right because some people may say the same thing and then you might be conflicted okay which of these two quotes should i pick up or you know some people might have two diametrically opposing views so then you're like okay do i feature both of them what do i talk about what do i not talk about it's just a lot more confusing and i feel like i'm not there yet as a journalist to know that's the system that works for me i've tried it it doesn't really work well so i prefer to go with a former where i put my story on the paper first and then i go back listen to the interviews and see okay this particular quote in paragraph 3 i'm making that very same point so let me just add it there it fits got it and one way that i have tried doing it i mean not journalistically of course but when we write articles for um, different ceos one way mm-hmm. i try to do it is there are two ways that i try to do this one is one way is let's say if you have stories i mean i mean i don't get the opportunity to interview but we have case studies of different businesses or yeah. uh, you know different customers that are particular business um services so we have those different case studies and over there you have different testimonies so what we do, what i have tried doing which has worked well is i will i will find a common point between across all of those anecdotes and mm-hmm. make and find a story that summates that common point and add that in the beginning saying that you know this is a story of so and so and she started as this is this and ended up right. becoming this 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 but this is not the story of just this person this is a story of the entire community the entire society as a whole and this is a systemic mm-hmm. problem and then go on to build on my article um so that's one way that i try to do it another way that i try to do it is just like you said right if you have quotes from two different sort of people which are extremely differing right why don't we feature that in the beginning itself to show how contested the particular pieces and establish that in the first paragraph itself and then move on to talk about these two sides it i mean there is a fine balance in confusing the reader and giving the reader the two perspectives but just giving the reader the context that you know these this is how contested a particular piece is uh, is also another good way that has worked for me uh, in terms of um, trying to weave a story from the sort of case studies 
uh, case studies that we have but uh, but to get get the quote i think one thing that is extremely necessary is to ask the right questions right so mm-hmm. how how do you go about asking the right questions how do you know that this is the question that will elicit a response uh, because see when you're doing an interview you're speaking to people um most right. of the time some people have the patience to listen to your questions some people don't have the patience so you have a limited time window this is not something that you can sit with a person for an hour and then just keep discussing of course in the podcast we have the uh, opportunity or the patience to do it but on a field interview like you have done with shop owners you might not have that luxury of sitting with them for an hour and talking to them about uh, a political issue so in a limited span of time how do you ask the right questions how do you frame the right questions so that it elicits the right response right so the best way to do it is just by doing it you might not know which are the right questions at the start so what i would always recommend people who have not done this before is maybe list down 30 questions you have for that particular story and you can come up with 30 questions i know it, at first it may seem hard but if you really really try you can find even the most tiny things to question so list down 30 questions first right and then look at those look at that list when you do you will then understand okay these are the five that really serve the purpose of my story these are the five that really serve one particular point but not the larger story right so you'll have a short list of about 10 and then from that 10 you can maybe short list another five and say okay these are the five that i think will get me the right kind of responses i need and then those are the five you ask your interviewees it's a learning process it's something that you just got to try and do there's no other way to do it really but once you do that you will then understand how it works and that's again why i really recommend listening to others as well today explained is a fantastic podcast for this particular reason because they ask the exact right questions all the time and obviously the host sean ramaswaram is a, is a very experienced journalist he's been doing it for quite a while now so it comes with experience but just by listening to people like that right or if you read an interview that somebody does publishes in a paper that you like or a website that you like pay attention to the questions not just the answers that's how you know how to ask the right questions you pay attention to the questions the situation what the story is you analyze what these people are talking about you will then come to understand how to r- ask the right questions yeah and just i i'm really i'm really happy that you brought up the point of um you know knowing what what your story is beforehand and knowing your story back in front so that you are able to ask those questions because uh, i'm just going to step in here to talk about how we can convert this into people like us who work for the corporate uh, corporate side right work work in public relations um and most of the times what happens is we don't interview but uh, we mm-hmm. are asked to send a couple of questions to which um, a particular ceo or a spokesperson will respond to with the with their answers and then we have to weave a particular story so we so we don't have the luxury of speaking with them sometimes we only have the luxury of sending them the questions mm-hmm. and the only way you can do that is if you know what story you want to want to say from that spokesperson's side right and yeah. and this is a very interesting point that uh, we have observed and whenever we send across the questions we ask we ask ourselves um this question first what do you want the spokesperson to say right mm-hmm. second what is the context um uh, and understanding that context which part of that context or which side of that context do you want the spokesperson to be commenting on and third to understand what is the expertise of the spokesperson so that you can ask that ask the question which will give you pointed answers and not just faff right so we ask ourselves with this ask ourselves these three questions and then we go ahead and send uh send the questions to the spokespersons and most of the times the responses that we have gotten 
um, are to the point and it helps you build um, those particular answers. And mm. what it has done is it also helps us get more coverage in the media as well. Because when, when a particular event happens, let's say budget uh, happens and we right. have to send our responses. Um, just to draft that response, we send a couple of questions to the spokesperson asking ourselves these three questions. And based on that, we draft a response. And most of the times, responses that are drafted um, with these things in mind get picked up by the media because they have a very different perspective. Because a media gets a lot of responses when the budget yeah. happens. There are thousands of startups in India. All of them send their um, uh, you know, expectations and responses mm-hmm. for the budget, but only five get picked up. And the, and the way your your quote can get picked up or your company's quote can get picked up during the budget time is if you ask these questions before writing that response because then you will get a very different perspective than the fab that goes around uh, and comes to the journalists anyway. Now, considering that we have spoken about all of this, if someone has to read a really good interview or listen to a really good interview, you've already mentioned Vox, which are the other pieces that a person can go to and refer to to understand how good interviewing is done. One person I really like for good interviewing is probably Christy Ramanpur. A lot of her old work, you know, um, before she is who she is today, a lot of her old work was quite interesting that way because she was able to, she was reporting from the field, right? So she asked some really good questions, got some really good responses. Uh, I feel she's another person you can definitely look up to. Apart from that, I'm not really sure there's anyone I would recommend. I mean, there are, organizations like if you read anything the guardian does or uh, new york times they tend to be really really because they've got the experience you don't get there without the kind of experience you can see how a good story and how a good interview is done but i would just say that when it comes to individuals uh today explained by vox is one then the npr is a politics podcast which is again mm-hmm. quite interesting uh because they do sometimes have guests on where they discuss political events of the day and those are, again, very good guests with extremely good views. And it's how they elicit those responses that I'm really excited by. Apart mm-hmm. from that, at the moment, I can't really think of anyone. Uh, probably John Stewart, but he's not someone I would say is an excellent interviewer. Because mm-hmm. John Stewart is someone who has an agenda and he makes his agenda very, very clear. Uh, yeah. It's a very obvious face thing. So you get there when you're at that level. Uh, when you're playing mm-hmm. at the level where like, it's my show, you got to do what I want. Yeah. Um, uh, but if you do want to know how that works, I would recommend watching uh, The Problem with Jon Stewart on Apple mm-hmm. TV Plus or listening to his podcast. Got it. If I had to recommend um, a few uh, from a journalistic point of view, um, I really like the way Karan Thapar interviews. Now, it is it is extremely controversial the way he interviews because he again comes with his agenda. Um, mm. But the thing is, you know, when he started off, his show was called... Uh, the devil's advocate, right? Mm-hmm. Which 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 put the agenda out there, which said that whatever you're going to say, I'm going to be the devil's advocate to it. And the and the very good part that I like about his interviews is he comes with a lot of research, a lot and lot mm-hmm. of research, and he asks really really pointed questions, and he presses on those questions to politicians so that they answer. To some extent, it it. It seems forceful, but to to other extents, it seems necessary. So Karan Thapur, I feel, um, is an is an amazing um, interviewer. Of course, he has his own agenda, but just to learn from the sort of questions that you you should ask and just to understand how research for a story is done, I would definitely recommend Karan Thapur. The second person I would recommend again, I spoke about him before as well, is uh, Vishal Krishna. Um, you can go check his podcast out. It's called The Upstream Life. 
and he, the, his way of interviewing is extremely different. It's, it's the opposite of what Karan Thapar does. He lets the person tell their story instead of um, dictating mm-hmm. what the per- person needs to say, right? And and no matter who you are, and he does this pre-interview as well, Shrivas, that you talked about. He has extend extensive calls with the people he uh, interviews on his podcast. Sometimes two or three calls just to understand their personalities, just to understand what they want to talk about. And then he builds a structure out with that particular person. And then he does those interviews so that you tell the right story, right? And he's extremely particular about the story that you say. So these two people I would definitely recommend. Karan Thapar from a journalistic point of view, Vishal Krishna from just a storytelling point of view, if you work in the corporate communication side. These two people I would say are some of the best interviewers I have personally uh, personally met. Also, another third interview I would like to talk about is Maya. Uh, she was the, she's, she's still the executive editor of NDTV and she's based out of Bangalore. Mm-hmm. And her interviews are really, really good. Um, she does not come with an agenda. She does not have a side. She just is interested in what you want to say. And then she tells, she weaves the story so well through her questions that you give the exact answer that she wants. And the agenda is not clear at all. I mean, you, it, it's, it's, a, it's a very pleasant interview to watch whenever she interviews someone. So these were some of the recommendations. So we have, if there's something else you would like to add, Shribats, please go ahead. No, I don't think so. I think we've done a pretty decent job of covering all the aspects on the interviews. I just say for a final thing that guys need to get out there and just do it. Like I remember when I was in Newcastle University, um, mm-hmm. my class, they just handed us a microphone and camera said, go on the street, do 10 interviews and come back. I don't mm-hmm. care about what, but go and do it. So, mm-hmm. you know, I literally got thrown into the deep end of the pool. And that's how I learned how to do interviews on the street. Uh, you know, what we call as Vox Pops in, in journalism. Yeah. So I just recommend everyone to do the same thing. Just go out there and do it. I know it may seem awkward and scary at first, but once you get used to it, it becomes second nature and then you just become so much better at doing it. Wonderful. So thanks a lot, people, for listening on this episode of Thoughtful Thursdays. See you next week with another interesting topic on how to improve your content.